0: Oh my goodness, it is going to be a crazy episode of Emerald Inc. You are listening to episode four, and this is a very special emergency episode because we... Just had five new songs revealed, and this is crazy. Hello, welcome. My name is Sugi, and we are going to be talking about a brand new realm of Disney Lorcana. So this morning on the 20th of July, we had an article from ICV2 revealing five new songs for Disney Lorcana and quite a few of these are just absolutely, but I mean... It's just crazy. We've got Hakuna Matata. We have got Mother Knows Best, A Whole New World, Be Prepared, and Reflection. And these are songs that most people will know. And the effects are going to be just, oh my gosh. Okay, I cannot wait to talk about this. So we had to record a quick emergency episode. This is going to be really short. It is just myself talking about these cards. Because, I mean, we've said this a million times before. But this changes everything a second time for the third week in a row. Let's just jump right in and get to the nuts and bolts. So the first one I want to talk about personally is Be Prepared. This is a ruby song. Scar is at the top of the Pride Lands singing his heart out. This card banishes all characters. Seven cost, non-inkable, rare. And it states a character with cost seven or more can sing this song for free. Wow, we finally got the board wipe we have been asking for. Now, the big question is, does 7-Ink cost too much? I don't know. It's a good question. We don't have any way to multi sing cards, so you cannot exert cards equal to 7. It has to be a singular character with a cost of 7 or more. Now, I will postulate and speculate, we could see a character with the singer keyword seven. So that gets you a couple turns early to potentially sing this song. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a scar that maybe had sing seven, something of that nature. But the fact is the game has a board wipe in Ruby. Will it see play? We're going to try and make it happen. Will it be prominent? I don't know. That's a really good question. It definitely slows things down and it it opens up a lot of possibilities. So be prepared. Doesn't target anything. So if you have ward, it doesn't matter. If you have some kind of weird protection, it doesn't really matter. Banishing all characters means banishing all characters. Everything is toast. Everything is gone. Poof. Shabbat. So... If you can ramp in blue, this could be a scary card because with one jump ahead and Detective Mickey, you could feasibly, in theory, you could see this hit the table maybe around turn five. So that's going to be the interesting thing to see what deck builders, what Illumineers decide to play around, how to get, be prepared, online, playable, and threaten the opponent's board state with just a full board clear, like everything is gone, it's toast, goodbye, see you later. I, I think that this card is going to be incredibly impactful. It's absolutely something that trading card games have had for, for years, and it's absolutely the card that we've been asking for since day one. How do we get rid of big boards, wide boards, threats that we maybe can't get rid of with a singular card? Be prepared. You better be prepared for this card, but we got to move on. There's still four more cards and there's a ton to talk about. So next one I want to drop is whole new world. This is Professor Oak for two players. This is great. It's card destruction from Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever you want to call it. Whole new world, steel, five cost, non inkable. Each player discards their hand, dumps all their cards and draws seven cards. Super rare. Okay. I want to unpack a couple things here. So a lot of people are saying, "Hey, is this card any good because it gives my opponent seven new cards?" Sure. We'll talk about that in a second. Here is the nuts and bolts of a whole new world. Steel has a full hand refresh. That is uh that is good. That is very 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 good. You can use the new aerial we just saw to blow out your hand on, you know, turn 4, maybe Get some new cards in your hand. Like there's there's so many combinations of things you can do here. If you're playing with amber steel, you can use Ariel to sing this. You can also use big tank to sing this. If for some reason you just don't have any cards, there's a lot of different combinations of X, Y, and Z. But the, the big thing here is this is a steel card. Steel does not have or didn't have any good draw cards at all. Zero. They had filtering, they had looting, they had ways to draw cards, ditch cards, but no really good answers to refill that hand, especially since you're blowing through your resources pretty quickly. Now, with a whole new world, you get a brand new hand. And when you're playing this, you're probably going to dump maybe two, maybe three cards that you weren't gonna be playing at that moment. And then all of a sudden, you have a brand new hand of cards. You have a whole set of tools. You have all kinds of things you can play around with. Now, the flip side of this is you get to give your opponent seven new cards. Is that a good thing? Well... Not inherently, you don't want to necessarily refill your opponent's hand if they're low on cards, but it is an interesting counter if they're using things like songs, like Be Our Guest to dig for stuff, if they're using that aerial to dig for songs, if they're also playing steel and you've noticed they're looting, so they're using Baby Tink and Simba to draw through, discard cards that they don't want. It's a a pretty interesting card because you can use it offensively as disruption. So if you know that your opponent has been digging for removal, and they're sitting on cards to play in a future turn you can pop a whole new world and go hey all those cards in your hand that you've been using uh, if you're seeing sapphire players use develop your brain anything that allows people to control the cards in their hand a whole new world is a disruption tool because those things that the opponent wants are in the graveyard and the Now they just get new cards and they may or may not have what they want. So this can also be used defensively for you, where you can blow through playing all those low to the ground removal spells, all those low to the ground pieces of damage, and then you pop out your, you know, big characters and all of a sudden, boom, you can use one of them to sing a whole new world for its alternate casting cost. And you've got seven new cards to play with, you haven't spent any of your ink, and Seven new tools at the right time can be absolutely game changing because I mean, I know this isn't going to happen often, but you could shift a big tank onto a big tank and then all of a sudden like. You're doing more AOE damage. You've got another option to attack with her ability if she's, you know, obviously exerted. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to do that if she's, you know, exerted already. But there, there's ways where you can get rid of what you don't need, draw into what you do need, use those tools to accelerate your win con or your board state or both at the same time, depending on what you're playing. I mean, there are so many possibilities for a whole new world. Now you want to time it correctly. You probably don't want to fire this from the hip, just willy nilly. But the point is there is a seven card draw power in steel. Sure, your opponent gets a benefit off of this, but if you're doing it right, you're probably going to push through a lot of cards early game and then you're gonna refill your hand, and your opponent may net one or two cards while you're netting three to four. That's a pretty huge swing in terms of card advantage. So we'll have to wait and see how this gets built into decks, but I absolutely believe this card is gonna see a lot of play. Probably a staple in steel decks for many, many, many reasons. Moving along, we have Amber, and they got Hakuna Matata for four ink. This card is inkable and you can remove up to three damage from each of your characters. Wow. This card, oh boy, this card is interesting. So this is a common, not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, just a thing. Four ink to remove three damage from each of your characters. This is probably going to see play in very niche decks. I'm excited about it, but I'm not like blown away by it. So the first thing I can think of is the Sapphire Steel Big Bodies deck that we just posted on Twitter. That is going to have lots of big bodies, big things with massive amounts of willpower. So if you were to shift the steel away or the sapphire away and replace it with amber, you could have a Big Bodies deck that has... Great defense, lots of longevity. You can use cards like lanterns to get them out faster. You can use Dingle Hopper to keep them alive, just little little ticks longer. But once you've got a board established and you've got, you know, say we do amber and steel. So say you've got, you know, a cronk, Cerberus, Mickey Mouse, Goofy. I mean, this actually blends pretty well into Musketeer decks too. So, you know, you've got your bodyguards online, you've got your questers online, you've got your beaters online. You've got, you're probably going to see this played once you have like four, maybe five characters online. And it's almost a complete heal. Three damage is a very significant number, especially if you've got something with six-ish willpower. Cleaning off three damage means they're probably at full health, and this clears off damage across the board. It removes three damage, up to three damage from each of your characters. So, in the right deck, in the right combination, I think Hakuna Matata has a lot of game, gameplay, game power. It, it's not necessarily game altering, but your opponent has to respect the fact that they cannot leave your opponent's characters semi-damaged you have to try and seal the deal so if you're playing against uh, steel and you see tink with aoe damage and grab your sword with aoe damage and there's uh maybe a couple characters still alive and you're not able to finish the job because they're all unexerted then your opponent could easily sing kuda matata heal them up and then clap back and keep all of their characters on the board so we'll have to wait and see what happens but Uh, Hakuna Matata is not necessarily like staple level status for Amber, but there are a lot of options and a lot of opportunities. And I I really do believe we're going to see this played in certain types of decks. So let's talk about Amethyst. We now have Reflection, a one cost purple or Amethyst song that states, look at the top three cards of your deck, put them back on the top of your deck in any order. Now, I can already hear people saying, man, this card is like the worst of all five of them. Why why would you want this card? That's a fair question. Very, very fair question. Reflection is a utility piece to help build consistency, especially if there are cards that come in the future, which we've seen in other card games that say something to the point of name the top card of your deck. If you name it right, you get to play it for free or draw it or you know there's cards that might say you know reveal the top card of your deck if it costs x or less you can play it or there are generally abilities that say reveal the top card of your deck if it's x or less or a certain color you get a special ability like you know if it's a purple card draw a card. If it's a, a, a yellow card, discard a card. If it's a blue card, your opponent discards a card. You know, all, all kinds of different special, interesting, unique interactions. And so reflection could be a prerequisite to set up those things. However, for what it is in the first set with the limited information we have, reflection is a, a way to get to the cards you want. So it's, it's an interesting thing because it's not draw. It's kind of a filter. It's a form of digging. So basically you look at the next three potential cards that you would have hit and you get to pick the next order of operations. So if you needed, say, a friends on the other side, say say this is turn two, you have a one drop in your hand and a reflection. So you play the one drop, you cast reflection, and you look at the next three cards that are on the top of your deck. Say you potentially saw a five drop, a six drop, and friends on the other side as the third card you would have drawn naturally. Reflection allows you to manipulate those cards so you get, to get, you get to put friends on the other side on top of your deck. On your next turn, you would draw friends on the other side, and at that point, you could play it, draw those extra two cards. You know what they are, but instead of waiting three turns to get to your draw spell... You only waited one turn to get to your draw spell. So this gives you a lot of interesting opportunities because it doesn't draw, but it sets up your next three turns, and that can be very impactful any point in the game. Honestly, you really probably don't necessarily want this to be an early game card because you're using your mulligan to shape that early hand. So that way you can play the characters and the cards you want to. However, if you see this mid game or late game and you're just not seeing the tools you need, reflection can be a powerful card. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see Reflection splashed into decks that are searching for combo pieces. So you'll hear the term turbo a lot. You'll have like Turbo Tink, Turbo Stitch, Turbo Mickey Mouse, Turbo yada, yada, yada. The idea with those monikers is you want to get that card online as fast as possible. So if you see an Amethyst deck going turbo whatever you know you could splash amethyst in with steel and say we're building a turbo tank deck you would want to use reflection to early game get your hands on baby tank if you don't have her and if you do have Baby Tink in hand, then you would want to use Reflection to try and grab Big tank or Tinker Bomb as fast as possible. So it's useful for turbo decks. It's useful for combo pieces if you're trying to set up a big play. Outside of that, if you're running like a control deck or a mid-range deck, maybe, not entirely sure. There's probably better cards. Reflection is more of a set up and deliver kind of piece of card than anything else. So will it see play? Yes. Will it be meta defining? Er, maybe, but it's definitely got the chops to help players get to the tools they need, which is good. And now we have saved the best for last. Now, is this the best in terms of the metagame and power level and oh my God, people are going to see this at worlds and nationals. Ah, rah, rah, rah. Maybe, I don't know. But we're talking about these cards in a fun vacuum because they're all really impactful in their own unique way. And Mother Knows Best is an Emerald card, three cost, non-inkable, very potent, but simple effect. Return chosen character to their player's hand. Wow. This is the other half of Genie's ability. So we have three characters slash cards that give you the opportunity to bounce something. And it's a chosen character. You don't have to pick an opposing character or a character you control. For three ink, you can bounce whatever you want back to the hand. This is a great card. This is an amazing card. Is this, again, game warping, game alternating, changing, dimensional shifting? No. But giving Emerald players tools to deny all kinds of shenanigans is great. You can pop out things you can't deal with, like evasive cards you can get rid of massive bombs that you just can't get over you can get rid of bodyguard characters if you're playing in multiplayer this is absolutely a political card you can look around the field and go hey y'all we're losing to timmy who is playing this massive whatever if i bounce it to their hand will y'all leave me alone for a turn I like that. Yeah, sure. I won't mess with you for one turn. Okay, cool. Pop that big bomb that nobody wants to deal with and boom, you've got allegiances and a little bit of breathing room at the multiplayer table. This is also an uncommon. So you're probably going to see this in booster packs pretty frequently. And I mean, it, it gives Emerald the control, the consistent control it wants. It's a low to the ground costing card, three ink, not a really big deal. You can also sing for all of these cards. So there's an alternative casting cost, which means if you have a card that costs three or more, that isn't necessarily going to win you the game. Maybe it's got one pip of lore, but you really need to get rid of something on the board. You can translate that character that isn't going to do much in terms of questing or challenging, exert it, and you can sing Mother Knows Best for free. The ability to translate characters not doing much into playing cards that will have an impact on the board state is phenomenal. This gives you tools in your toolbox. Do you hard cast it for three? Do you sing it with a character? You get to pick but it just opens up so many options because now if you're facing down the barrel of a character that you can't get past, say you're seeing a musketeer deck and there's a, a, a Mickey, a, a giant bodyguard. You just don't have a way to get around and the opponent is sitting on a Hans. That's going to win them the game. You can use Mother Knows Best to pop the Mickey. The bodyguard is offline. There's nothing exerted to protect that Hans. Swing into him knock him out. And interestingly enough, you've actually taken five lore off of the board. The Mickey would quest for two if he was alive or on the table. He's now in the opponent's hand. The Hans is offline because you banished him in a challenge. And if your opponent replays the Mickey, it's gonna take another turn to enable that card to quest. So it gives you a little bit of space, a little bit of breathing room to either reestablish a board state or possibly play cards that are going to give you the options to maybe win the game. Mother Knows Best is a really, really, really flexible tool to give Emerald players that extra little burst of time that they need, because Emerald decks usually are playing a little bit slower, a little bit more methodical. Well, that is pretty much the nuts and bolts of all of the cards that we had revealed today. Again, a big shout out to ICV2. They had a fantastic article documenting and showcasing all five of these cards, but wow. I mean, we've said this before, we'll probably say it again, but this really does change Everything this changes the course of Lorcana as we know it because these cards are so impactful. There's draw, removal, bounce, healing, uh, filtering the top three cards of your deck, just being able to have so many different abilities in five different colors great absolutely amazing so thank you everyone for joining us let us know in the comments below which of these cards are your favorite is be prepared the board wipe too expensive for seven ink is a whole new world too dangerous to play because you're giving your opponent new cards is that a bad thing is it a good thing what do you think let us know and make sure to smash that like smash that follow button and subscribe to us you're going to be finding lorkana cast All across the internet on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, at Lorcanacast, and on YouTube at Lorcanahq. So thank you to everyone for listening to this emergency episode of Emerald Inc. We're actually going to have a full episode with the Ready, Set, Draw team tomorrow, Friday the 21st. But we had to talk about these cards because, oh my gosh, they're so incredibly exciting. So everyone, have a great day, and we'll see you all soon.